0: Welcome to AMT Tech Trend Podcast, where we discuss the latest manufacturing technology research and news. Today's episode is sponsored by IMTS Plus. I am the Director of Technology, Benjamin Moses, and I'm here with...
1: Stephen Lamarca, Technology Analyst.
0: Steve, you're looking swab as usual. I'm disheveled Friday.
1: Dude, I'm struggling.
0: <laughs> We're recording off schedule because I got travel coming up, but uh, I'm in casual attire today. And to be honest, if you ever see me in a polo shirt, my collar is always busted. <laughs> so keep that in mind. <laughs>
1: I, I was supposed to be back in D.C., at seven thirty p.m yesterday yeah what happened uh american decided to <laughs> delay its flight over and over and over again for like six hours straight the tease of and i ended up getting here well not six five and a half uh, six round and up. and yeah i got back at one at 1 a.m this morning and i was like i would the entire time i was like I'm just going to message Ben. Like we can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> and then I kept thinking about the podcast. And then I thought about um, how I've got a road tripping with Steve season three planning meeting today. Nice. Um, so I can't miss any of this stuff. We message. can't put off either of these. Yeah. You got to give the people so, what they want, Steve. So you know what? <laughs> I came in looking like this. And fortunately, fortunately, nothing here is against the law. That's I mean, true. it guns the rules <laughs> to my luck. Yep. It is above 90. Well, it said, the weather says it should get above 90 today. Sure. And it's a Friday, meaning I'm allowed to wear shorts. Yeah. Nice. And Doug is too. So he's following the rules Why too. Why were you traveling? Was traveling for Rapid. So Rapid is uh, an additive trade show put on by SME. Yep. And it was awesome. This was my first Rapid. This was my first time in Detroit. So I finally got to um experience Detroit, but rapid, let me go into just a quick description of rapid. It's it's an additive trade show right. for with with around it's called rapid because it's around the topic of rapid prototyping. Okay. Um we which is one of the use cases sure. of additive manufacturing. Yep. It's not the only use case, but it is it's the use case that they focus on at the trade show rapid prototyping cool and when you know it comes to us at AMT we're not necessarily we're interested in prototyping but mm-hmm. it's not the bread and butter we're in full scale production we <laughs> we track that kind of stuff um we're in
0: all use cases of
1: additive so but but rapid is so hot right now because yep. additive is still so hot Fair. and and frankly it's like the only they've cornered the mar- there's another one i forget it's because they might not be friends with us right now. I'm not gonna mention them. Um I still like them. I still want to go to your show. Please let me in. Let me in. Um, but uh yeah, rapid. They're still they're still tight with us. So nice. uh, so uh it was it was a real pleasure going there. It was sick. Yeah. Um give me some highlights from the all right. So let's event. start. Let's do I'm gonna go try to speed run the whole thing. Do it land in Detroit. I'm like, yes. I've never been to Detroit. This is my first time. Right. And I'm driven through there and it's like dead. There's no traffic. There's nobody on the streets.
0: Yeah. Which is sometimes good.
1: Which is sometimes good because, but like at the same, like like the only other city that a big American city that I know of that's like that. Um, and this was pre pandemic, by the way, the right. city that I went to Cleveland. Oh, yeah. You know, I went to Cleveland. For whatever reason, people don't. I like Cleveland. I like Some Cleveland. people don't like Cleveland. They're friendly. Like, I love any big-feeling city right. that doesn't have a lot of traffic. So I'm like, but what is going on here? It reminds is me it, of Walking Dead when cities are
0: completely empty like that. Yeah. So I can do get it's, a little scary. It's a little
1: uneasy. <laughs> yeah. So we're the lift is taking me through Detroit, and yep. then we come across this big building complex. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's the GM headquarters. Nice. But – I have seen pictures. I recognize it only because I've seen the pictures of the headquarters before. Right? Those artist renderings, those those oh, yeah. Photoshop yeah. pictures <laughs> of the GM headquarters sure. make it look way lighter and brighter and more silvery oh. than the building is in real life. It was all dim and yellowed from like <laughs> UV rays from the sun right. over so many years. and um, And it was just, I'm not going to lie. I was a little put off by Detroit at first. I was like, this is like a U.S. version of Pyongyang, North Korea. (laughs) Like it feels a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And and then like, you know, when during the event, when we were like when we would get a chance to leave and go get uh, lunch somewhere. Right. Or dinner. uh, At one point, Nina and I uh, went for lunch. We left the show. Because we just needed to get out of the the craziness. It was packed. Yep. It really was. Nowhere else in Detroit was packed, <laughs> but the show was packed. And so we decided to. She had found like a taco place on the way in, mm-hmm. and was so like she wanted to go there. And our Lyft driver, who's taking us there, which it took forever to get Lyft drivers out in Detroit. By know. the way, That's like you wait at least fifteen minutes to get a ride, yeah, just because they don't have that many. That there's just not that many people driving around, and they take us to lunch and she this lift driver is like pointing out other restaurants like in the area as we're getting out there oh. um that are good places to eat right. didn't think i needed to know that at to- at the yeah. time we only had you know 4 days to right. take in the city and the show of course um but we get to she the, the lift driver she nice lady she jumps j- dumps us off at the restaurant we're trying to go to it's closed oh no Google says it's open. <laughs> they let you down. <laughs> the sign on the door says it's open. Oh. There's a handwritten sign. that says powers out. <laughs> I have never been anywhere in the U S where there's been a power grid issue. I've, I've read stories sure, about like, you know, sure. power grid issues in Texas, but they have their own power grid. Right. You know, Detroit does not. They're on like, you know, the East coast <laughs> right. grid. Right. And it's like, this, this is wild. It's like, how close are we to Flint? Do we have clean drinking <laughs> water too? Like it, 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 it's, it was just wild. So we go to, you know, the lady who dropped us off, mm-hmm. the Lyft driver. We was like, okay, some of the other restaurants that she pointed out that she said were nice. Um, let's try those. You know, let's try those. We go yeah. to those. Same sign oh, on no. the door. Pa- like powers out. So it's definitely the power grid. It's was not it, a fluke with that particular restaurant. Was it the same handwriting? No. <laughs> that's funny. But it, it was just, it was just discerning. Like, that's you nice. know. It was like, hmm, it couldn't it couldn't have possibly been some big evil corporation that uh, failed so many times and you know survived destroyed a big city big booming city and uh uh it, you know has survived only on government bailouts alone. It couldn't have been that at all. Tell me about the good food and music you had. Okay. <laughs> um what I do what I loved about Detroit. Yep. The food? If you ever if you ever take like, your family comes over from like India or whatever, sure. um, you have a bunch of foreign family come to mm-hmm. the U.S. and they are like, "We have a week or so to see the entire U.S. Right? Where do we get? Where, where, where's the proper American food? Okay, like where's American style fare
0: besides a country,
1: fare. You know, besides the country <laughs> fair? You know, besides a country fair, you know. You're going to want to send them to the uh, to to New York and to D.C. to to D.C. to see the Capitol, to New York to see the Big Apple. But in terms of food. Those all have gentrified food. Sure. They've taken other cultures, foods, other ethnicities, foods, and made it popular there. Like you can get every other country's food in DC and New York. Detroit has exclusively American (laughs) food. Like this is American stuff. And that was my favorite thing about it. It was like, this is just, it's just every restaurant is American comfort food and not like Southern, like back in the day on the plantation, uh, uh, Southern food. Right. Like, Pro- like, like stuff that you would get at McDonald's, but made properly and nice. <laughs> it was like that, um, and so I, I loved Detroit for that. Yeah. And then I also liked. Um, I'm gonna
0: have to uh, lose some weight before I go to my trip to Detroit.
1: No, not really. It's not. <laughs> it's nervous. not. It's not like Louisiana. Okay, okay. It's not like you know New Orleans where yeah. you like. If I stay in, uh, <laughs> if I go to New Orleans and stay there for a good pound. Pa- amount of time, all that Cajun food, all that Creole food, I would be 300 in a heartbeat. <laughs> 300 pounds, easy. Yep. I could do that in a week. I could get there in a week. Tell me about music. The music, my favorite thing, I mean, of course it's Motown. Sure. I didn't hear any like classic Motown while there, okay. which is funny enough. That's understanding. But but every Lyft driver mm-hmm. that we had, every place that we went to, restaurant, whatever, what have you, had an incredible playlist Nice. we went to this nice restaurant called um union assembly okay which is a nice nice uh <laughs> name for a restaurant in the motor city but Ray um Clover. we didn't actually go to union assembly we went to their side project okay. which is you order from the alley but it's the same restaurant sure. um you order from the alley. It's called Mom Spaghetti. It's it's an it's a side project, and in honor of M and M, one of Detroit's finest, sure. And um, all they do serve is spaghetti. Okay. And you Buy it in a dark in alley. alley, and you can go in and sitting down in the place. But the just the music, yeah. Enough about the food. The every place just had a great. People in Detroit have the best taste in music. Oh, they definitely. just do.
0: Yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind. So I'm headed to Detroit for Automate uh, first first week in uh, June. So I'm excited to uh, get that full experience. I have a car rented instead of taking nice. the bus. Nice. So that
1: will be helpful.
0: We drive around in that. Um, and I think I have to see where the um, convention center. We're, I'm staying at the convention center. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, that, that full experience. Yeah. Steve, can I talk about our sponsor?
1: Before you do, yeah. I have one more thing to talk about Rapid. Tell me. I totally forgot about it. I've got these awesome parts here. Yeah. Tell me about these parts. The, 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 this was the best swag that yep. I brought back from Rapid. Okay. I've got this 3D printed from a generatively designed design. Um, that you just broke. That it just, no, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's a, it's a generative design 3D printed metal bottle opener. It nice. weighs nothing. And it looks cool. And, and I can't wait to put it to the test to see if it's strong wow. enough to bottle, to open bottle after bottle. But it's really nice. I wish they gave
0: more hand support, more finger support. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think they were going to show off like, you know, this is a pretty strong tool, but yeah. lightweight. Yeah. We'll see how strong it is though. is. <laughs> we'll put it to the, the next test. one. um, This is a spinal implant oh. that was printed in mass. It was a mass production part. OK. Spinal implant. Like the they showed us the batch that comes off of the, the powder bed fusion uh, build plate. Right. There were hundreds of them oh, wow. on the build plate and they don't require any support Okay, uh, mass production. And this is a piece that this lattice, you know, when you implant it into somebody's mm-hmm. spine that has whatever kind of, I don't know what kind of spinal issue, this would <laughs> cure, but um, uh, the, the metal is all porous and designed like this. So bone can mm-hmm. naturally grow around it yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And we
0: talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago about uh, the benefits of uh, the surface finish yeah. and different materials and, um, Exactly. That's right.
1: Yeah. And when Nina and Dayton and I arrived at Rapid before, at, well, in Detroit, before we even went to the show, we had a visit with uh, one of the um, American, no, not uh, Manufacturing USA Institute's Lyft.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: Got to meet their um, uh, president, CEO, okay. the founder. Right. Um, and I also got to meet Nigel and um, Noel, their mm. chief technology officer. I think that's his title. Yep. But, um, uh, you know, the, the the two heads of Lyft. Yep. And it was just really cool. And, and this was one of the pieces of swag that I brought back. They have an incredible <laughs> facility. Yeah. Like, like, like they have a full production facility. Oh. And... But it you know, it's it's for research. And, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. do a lot of government contracts uh-huh. and and not just government contracts, but the contracts with other companies yep. in general. And 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 they have a really advanced manufacturing facility. They also do a lot of work with education. Yep. Um, so like they have like high school students that uh-huh. come in and um do robot programming Hmm. on a digital twin. And when they graduate and they do a good enough job on the digital twin, Uh then they can go in the actual automate the automation production cell and program the robots in there. I thought you were going to say proven they're competent in the digital twin. They have the physical twin that the digital twin is based off of. Then they can actually go work in that. And that's more valuable than the degree. I thought you were going to say once they graduate, they get a robot. (laughs) No, <laughs> that would be cool. That'd be sick, though.
0: That's thanks for this uh, piece. Oh, and there's one more. And the last
1: part, the last one, this is from EOS, really showing that big energy. Yep. Um, there's six parts in this, but it was it's was printed as one part. It was come came one from plant. one yep. program. Nice. There was no assembly because that's the beauty of additive manufacturing. You don't no assembly required. But there's six moving parts in here. Yeah. There's three planetary gears, one thing in the middle, another like sub housing or sub frame, and then the other main frames. There's three full on parts, and it's like you can see the planetary gears on the bottom of it. In the top, it's a uh, a blisk. It kind of looks like a uh, a turbo, fan, turbo Tur- prop, or no, not turbo turbo fan engine on a plane, and you have the blisk. And when you rotate it, the uh, the blisk turns that's really fast and it's cool. It's geared. So like you turn it at one speed and it, the blisk actually rotates at like twice the speed you're turning it. So
0: that's pretty cool. I do like the nested uh, prints where the assembly is self-assembling, basically.
1: It's fun. Rapid was a blast. I I also covered some more of the companies that I saw yep. um, in detail in, the, well, in as detail as I get <laughs> in uh, this week's tech report that Definitely. came out today. Yep.
0: So, yeah, that, that's, uh, I'm glad that that event went well. And uh, it sounds like SME put on a very good uh, event. And there
1: was a lot of good. This is coming out uh, next week. Last week's tech report. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's> the one you <laughs> want to release today. Yeah, go back. You got to go back. Oh, you got to go back. Got to go back if you want to see it. It's on AMT Online if you want to see it. AMTONLINE.org slash resources. Uh,
0: today's sponsor is IMTS Plus. IMTS Plus is your one stop shop for manufacturing digital content get you ready for imts and after that's the key i think right We're uh yes sir I, imts is right around the corner but we're going to continue providing content on that platform well after uh IMT, um the actual event uh, so we're hosting videos and articles on topics relevant to manufacturing technology which we're definitely interested in and business of manufacturing uh it's all free and i personally guarantee you'll find something you like go to imts.com
1: do it now no, finish this first. Then go. <laughs> finish to this a, podcast. Listen first. to us on the way. <laughs> We're a podcast, Steve. <laughs> well, by the time this episode's over, you'll have found your way to the content that you want to see on IMDS Plus.
0: Uh, to, to uh, walk us through the first article, you got something on Joel.
1: Oh yeah, Joel. You guys should meet Joel. So anyway, this um, is from, this <laughs> from Rapid. So I I I was introduced to this company at Rapid. Joel, yep. a like like Seoul, South Korea. Um, but it's a Japanese company mm-hmm. and the company is spelled J E O L. Um, the, the, the article that I found from 3d printing is Joel to launch J a M hyphen 5,200 EBM 3d printer in the U S technical specifications and pricing. It's a bad title and it's really <laughs> advertising. Right. But what's cool is to make this a less advertising article, um, we saw this in person and mm-hmm. they didn't actually have they debuted the machine at rapid. They say in the article that they were gonna we're gonna they're gonna have it at rapid. They didn't have it at rapid, they right. didn't launch it at rapid, they debuted it. So like you couldn't go to rapid and actually see the machine. Um, but they will have it at IMTS. Nice. But let's talk about the machine. Do it. I'm- also, the article says uh, specifications and pricing. Yep. They don't say a price. <laughs> There's a link to say, like, go, go to this that's link funny. to get a free, to get a quote. That's a tease. And it's like, man, that's,
0: that is. best manufacturing 3, equipment for you. 3D
1: printing industry is better than this. Yeah. A lot better than this. Um, but let's talk about the company and the machine. Yeah. Um, when I was talking to you about this, you were, I, I, I described that, or I said that it was electron beam 3D right. printing. You did. And you were like, oh, that's been done before. But. When I went on further to say (laughs) that it's electron beam melting and specifically metal powder bed electron beam, like the energy source is an electron beam Um, and it's a powder bed fusion system, which is, you know, you typically see with a laser. Yeah. They use an electron beam because the company knows their way around electron beams. They don't fiddle with lasers. They do electron beams because the company has a history and a background in metrology devices but like not necessarily manufacturing industry metrology devices but electron microscopes yeah they're like hey electron microscopes also use electron beams (laughs) let's use these electron beams that we're masters of to melt metal powder and 3d print stuff and they did that and the cool thing is because they have this track record they're well established for making electron microscopes. They, uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they do electron microscopes while they're printing with the, with the electron beam power source, um, they can do in situ monitoring Uh of the print. So it's that electron beam is used to not just direct energy onto the metal powder But it's also to to measure it and make sure the part coming off of it is 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 good. That's clever, and it's so cool, and I'm so pumped about this company because they really are. They're super Japanese. Yeah, there were two Americans there. Okay. There was there was, uh, and one of them was the president who was showing us around. Um, but uh, you know when we when we did the the business card exchange, yeah, there's a formality, to dude. That. I had to put down my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did have a pizza in my hand. That's the best way to walk um, the show floor. Um, I had to put down my pizza and I was like, oh snap. This is a Japanese company. I got to do a two-hand business card exchange. Yeah. So I received I received the business card with both hands. Yep. And then I looked at the business card and and read every line of every it. Every line. <laughs> and then I, re- I I handed my business card and they did the same thing. Okay. And I was like, oh, we really are doing this. <laughs> so I made sure to put their business card away when they weren't looking because yeah. apparently you're supposed to hang on to it the entire time. But I had to pick up my pizza. <laughs> um, pizza over business cards. But uh, yeah, they were showing us around. And the other, the other thing that was really cool in Japanese about them is they didn't say it, but they definitely had this approach to Takumi craftsmanship. Tell me about that. So the Takumi concept in in Japan is a a job or a, an employer or a company. It's very best craftsmen. They call Takumi right. craftsmen. They are the best of their trade. They're not just masters, you know, like, like apprentice or sure. master. Yep. They are the very best of the best. Like That's, in the wine world, a level four right. court of master sommelier would be considered a Takumi gotcha. sommelier. Yeah.
0: I don't understand anything you said about the wine, but yeah, I agree.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. But like in, in, in like, like another Japanese company, Seiko. Yeah. Um, Seiko has multiple different tiers of products you can buy. You can just buy like the standard Seiko watch. And then they have the next level up is like the Presage, yeah. which has a little bit better craftsmanship to it and less automation to put it together. And then the next level up after that is probably like King Seiko. Yeah. And then the next level up above that is Grand Seiko, <laughs> which Seiko will lead you to believe that that's the top of the line. Right. But they actually have one more hidden oh. kind of like Mercedes Maybach. Sure. The highest level of Seiko watch is actually called Credor. Okay. And Seiko only employs to assemble credor watches their Takumi craftsmen. Wow. Some Takumi craftsmen work for Grand Seiko. Sure. But if you want a 100% Takumi craftsman... Assembled and manufactured and built watch, you go to Kredor. And it's so much so that the only person that's not Japanese that works for Kredor is. The greatest Swiss watchmaker of our time that's still alive, (laughs) uh, Philippe Dufour. Nice. He works for – he's hired as a consultant (laughs) for Credor, and he is in charge of the entire line. He's in charge of everybody there, and he approves of designs and stuff like that. And it shows, but the people working under him are Seiko's Takumi craftsmen. All of that was said to come back to this. Um, one of like the housings of their electron beam, like the fuselage of the thing that creates the (laughs) electron beam is gorgeous and it's printed on their own machine. Cool. Their own machine makes parts for their machine. Um, and it has like these intricate designs that can only be made using additive manufacturing. And so I had to ask the president, the U S president there. Um, I asked him. Uh, so are these designs like like what is the function of these designs right. it could be a heat, or, be heat yeah. sink like you know or, or like for heat exchange uh-huh. stuff like that um well, I cuz I was I was buckling up for right. an awesome story <laughs> as to the purpose of those designs okay. and I, instead I received a breath of fresh air and he looks at me he's like that's just for decoration that's mm. just for pure aesthetic beauty and that's that was so relieving hearing yeah. that and they, they like they they take like Swiss watch pride right. yeah. in the parts that go into this machine, so you can't not be excited. <laughs> of, yeah. And then on top of that, you know, you and I are huge fans of in situ monitoring, yeah, like closed loop yeah. inspection of parts. That's their bread and butter, baby.
0: It's <laughs> fascinating, you know, uh, from designing parts for so long about uh, saying as functional as possible, being able to court. Record- incorporate something that's aesthetically pleasing it's, it's a fresh air it's big. fresh air, especially in manufacturing you really it, get to see where and I just I they can't they may paint a machine or something like that but adding ornate, ornate designs to it and that's cool right it reminds me of like the you know old uh, British sailing vessels or even before that where they add tons of decorations outside of it yeah that's that's cool The article. but they're gonna they're
1: gonna be at IMTS and I can't wait to see them look up Joel look up Joel Joel please become a member <laughs>
0: I've got one on Industry 5.0. This article makes a claim from Machine Design about uh, process manufacturing ready to evolve again. And he believes Industry 5.0 is right at the edge or partially
1: into it. Again?
0: (laughs) We're not even at (laughs)
1: 4.0. Just kidding. Our members, the builders, developers, and distributors of... The advanced manufacturing technology that is bolstering and supporting industry 4.0 and 5.0, um, they are ahead. They're they're, ahead. they're 5.0. They're bro- but man, end users, you got to step up because they're still on 3.0.
0: <laughs> we were talking about the broad spectrum of adoption of <laughs> this, and the, the articles making an argument that you know there's enough maturity in uh, 4.0. There's a lot of lessons learned, um, harvesting innovation. And, you know, adding the human element of 4.0 that kind of propels us into 5.0, which is um, cognitive computing and infrastructure combining all that together. Uh, so I thought it was a argument, but I agree with you uh, where we are in the street 4.0. I feel like they're the, they're like a teenager. They're kind, of, they're kind of growing and kind of spurts and bounce. And, you know, now, now they have like hairy armpits that they didn't plan on. They're kind yeah. of sweaty. <laughs> and i feel like that um, industry 4.0 is kind of <laughs> along the same line right we have come a long yeah. way
1: industry 4.0 is an awkward stage a little awkward yeah because it's like it 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 doesn't seem pivotal right the way um you know mass production industry 2.0 was right. or or you know heart harnessing steam engines or wind or, you know, water powered stuff right. in industry 1.0. Um, it doesn't seem as provocative and obvious as that. Right. right. But they become less obvious as you go up the yeah. levels. Right. Only because they're more recent. <laughs> Once we're on industry 6 and 7.0, right. you know, we'll look at, we'll look back at 4 and 5 and be like, Wow. That was a jump. <laughs> and I think he's jumping the gun a little bit. We'll be around then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Inconel will <laughs> still be viable.
0: <laughs> My Inconel parts that I designed 20 years ago will still be around. Yeah, I think he's jumping the gun a little bit. I mean, I, I feel like that they he's trying to create a new kind of category, a new buzzword um related to this and I think, you know, some of the stuff he's talking about about artificial intelligence uh, being applied on the on the infrastructure for um the manufacturing plants it's kind of an extension of 4.0 it's not a clear cut line that he's making and it's I, I think he's he's doing himself a little service and trying to segregate himself from 4.0 i think 4.0 is so broad and advanced that yes we're going to keep talking about it for a while and then the next leap will has to be much more uh, it, a clear cut line you
1: know it's funny i was just saying we were just i was just saying that whole rant of like you know, the the how pivotal the other industries levels were. Yep. I think industry 5.0 will be everything from 4.0, right. but finally working. <laughs> <laughs> That's works. mean. Uh, tell me about Harley Davidson, thief. Harley Davidson, my second and last article.
0: That's your favorite manufacturer or uh, car uh, bike manufacturer. Man, I
1: don't need. To, we, we've we've I've already ranted <laughs> enough today. I don't need to rip into them. I'm going to try to keep this light. All right. um, Jalopnik releases the release the article Harley Davidson stops building gas powered motorcycles over regulatory compliance issue. Oh, are they pivoting? That-
0: are they pivoting to electric bikes?
1: So they have an electric bike, and it's very successful, the Livewire. Livewire, that's what it's called.
0: Terrible name for a bike (laughs) or electrical-driven machine. So
1: I get their mentality. (laughs) Sure. Harley-Davidson is a brand that markets to a bunch of old white dudes that have no business (laughs) on a chopper or something like that, like a Harley-Davidson, which those became popular by biker gangs who – were formed by veterans that came back from very hard times and were looking for that brotherhood and camaraderie that they did not get back in peaceful America. Yeah. So, and then Harley Davidson sells brand new bikes to old white dudes that try to look like that, but are in (laughs) fact fortunate sons. Right. Um, all right. right, (laughs) I promised I wouldn't, (laughs) but I did. Um, what are they? What was your question?
0: <laughs> are they pivoting to electric bikes?
1: So okay, they have the live wire. That's right. The name of the live wire came from um <laughs> the taste and music of old white dudes. Ah, ACDC. Fair. Uh LiveWire. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it yeah. has to do with yeah. oh, ACDC, another great electric <laughs> reference. Uh, Antichrist devil's child. <laughs> um but uh, uh So what are no. they doing here? Are they making new electric bikes or so You would think that. The title makes you think that, oh, wow, they're doubling down on electric, even though we know that's not true. Because a couple months ago, they decided that they were going to stop production of the live wire, (laughs) not because it wasn't a success. It was because they don't want an electric bike to – sort of sully the Harley Davidson name, the the obnoxious (laughs) exhaust rumble name of Harley Davidson. And they were, they're contemplating starting a new line Hmm. of bike and they may even call it Livewire for all of their, their electric bike range. They're planning an electric bike range right Right now. They just have the one and it is awesome. Um, But uh, no, the truth is they're just halting manufacturing uh, until they get their lobbyists which harley <laughs> davidson has the very best lobbyists sure. since since the pharmaceutical industry so, and so they're just stopping production they're stopping production <laughs> and Dang they're it, like harley. look what we're gonna do to the gdp
0: <laughs> because
1: guess who has all of the money old white dudes and if we don't sell them bikes then it's not going to the economy Silly Harley. So they're they're going to manipulate the government sure. like that to yeah. get them to get their way like uh, they always do.
0: I was hoping for a market shift where we should Man, see they more suck. shifting towards electric ve- vehicles. But
1: I'd like to see a, a hybrid bike. I'd like to see any sort of money go to research and development at Harley Davidson. <laughs> I do like the...
0: Uh Uh, charged uh, motors on some of the bikes, like adding a turbocharger or supercharger.
1: Oh, oh, I am so glad you mentioned that. Like the Kawasaki Ninja H2, how it has supercharged before Kawasaki even did that back in the eighties, Honda was killing Harley so bad. They were, they were decimating them in sales so bad that Harley cried to the U S government and be like, you need to put a, um, tariff on Japanese motorcycles <laughs> because they're killing us right now and make a law that Japanese motorcycle brands can't import anything over one liter in displacement. Meanwhile, Harley is making bikes that have more than twice the <laughs> displacement of Japanese bikes, yep. yet delivering less than half the power and torque of Japanese bikes. It's, it's just a pathetic company. I, They've done nothing in uh, research and development. So Honda's retort <laughs> to show them whose boss right. was like, Fine. We won't make later bikes anymore, and they put a turbocharger on a motorcycle. <laughs> That's Those nutcases in Japan put a turbocharger on a motorcycle, and we're just like, guess what we can do? We're still a, we're still crushing Harley Davidson in terms of performance and getting uh, gas good gas mileage.
0: If you're in a, if you're in Detroit, we can have a drink and discuss who's kookier: Japan, Germany, or Italy.
1: Japan hides it. <laughs> yeah, we have this. Would, this would be a good discussion. All but right. Not my, for this podcast.
0: My last article is from MIT, uh, straight from their website or MIT.edu. Uh, yeah, their news website. Uh, the, the title is, is it topological? A new materials database has the answer. So um, the idea of something uh, of topology stems from a branch of mathematics that studies a shape that it could be manipulated or deformed uh, without losing its core properties. So the idea that the example they walk through is like a rubber donut, right? It, you can, it, due to the elastic properties, you can squish it, you can twist it around to a certain extent, but they always go back to a donut shape. And what they've uh, created is an online database that anyone can search against of, uh, it says 90,000 materials that will retain its uh, properties uh, after being dis- disrupted, as in manufactured, processed, or anything along those lines. Uh, so I thought it was fairly interesting that um, they've gone down this path. Uh, they mainly talk about electrical properties, um, so more towards electronics, obviously. Um, but it's a free database that anyone could search against and use. Uh, they they said the organization is very similar to a periodic table, and um, they want to you know kind of explore the broader spectrum of different materials as opposed to going to these rare earth materials for um, for um, electronics. Uh, so they want to harn- they want the user base to harness and build also low power transistors. New magnetic memory storage devices and, you know, other electronics that will can, you can increase their robustness um, by using uh, these um, materials that will hold their property uh, no matter how they're
1: processed.
0: So that was pretty okay. cool. Something very valuable, again, from MIT.
1: MIT would have something about topology because it makes <laughs> no sense to me.
0: I recommend you check out the uh, article. Here, the, uh, Author does a great job explaining. I'm it.
1: I'm gonna have to read that, and it's gonna take me an hour.
0: And you and Dayton should check out the material database since uh, he's a materials nerd. He knows all, dude.
1: I love that we have him because <laughs> I thought I knew a good amount about materials, nope. and he knows all of the things. There's a whole science. It really is. Steve, where can they find more info about us? Oh. Yeah, that's first. Well, I'm just like I said, I'm struggling. <laughs> My flight was delayed five yeah. and a half hours. Oh, let me tell you more about that. On the flight home yep. from Detroit, so everybody that was still on that flight, a lot of people left, right, and was like, okay, we're getting a flight somewhere else. So by the time the flight finally boarded and we took off, you know, it was half the people right. were on the plane. Right, but all of these people trying to come back to DC were. Waiting at the gate, um, and every nobody wants to be there. Right. We just want to be home already. Yep. This one guy, who was from Rapid, yeah, like like not not the organization sure. that puts yeah, on Rapid, right. not SME. This guy is obliterated, drunk, <laughs> and sure. like the 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 gate. The people working at the gate say, "Did somebody leave a phone in the bathroom?" <laughs> this guy goes up to the the say it's his, yeah. and. He's like getting into a fight with them, <laughs> the trying earth? to unlock his phone, <laughs> and and then like like there were racist remarks oh, thrown. No. <laughs> so they called the police, thankfully, and got him out of there. But we don't need any of that, and no. it was just a pain. And like
0: that was a lot going on.
1: There was it was just too much going on. I've I've had a rough night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, day's almost done, Steve. We got the weekend here.
1: It's looking we forward make, to we it. We can make it. But you can find more good stuff and hopefully no flight delays. <laughs> AMTonline.org slash resources. Nice.
0: And if your flight flight delay, keep listening to us.
1: Oh, yeah. Go to AMTonline.org slash resources to find some uh, some ultra premium content to keep you occupied while you're waiting for your flight. Oh, no Steph. Thanks, Pete. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Ben. Bye.